0: So we are starting a new series today because it's January and we started a new year. One of the things that I've said before and I've said frequently and I even said this morning was uh, I'm not a resolution guy. And the reason for that is not because I don't think you should try to better yourselves. The reason for that is we put so much pressure on these little random calendar resolution things where um, we make them either way too specific or way too general. So either it's like you know I want to look exactly like The Rock or uh, I want to just do a little bit better. And it's like either way, you're either going to mess up and not look exactly like The Rock because you're not going to look exactly like The Rock. No offense. But um, when you fail, then you kind, of, you kind of drop everything and you kind of give up. And that's why I don't like them. Uh, maybe your resolution is just to not talk while I'm talking. And that's a good one. And you should stick to that. that. But other than that. Uh, we kind of mess these things up, and we just kind of have these little weird resolutions, then we go past it, when in reality, yeah, it's cool at the beginning of the year to just think, how do I want to be better? Not I want to be better, but how do I want to be better, and then move from there, go forward. And so the series is going to be turning points. And what I want to do is look at different people in the Bible and their turning points, things that, uh, for good or bad, they made decisions that changed their lives radically. And so those were kind of their... Uh, turning points, I guess, is what I'm saying. And this week we're going to talk about breakthroughs. So I'm going to go with Mark chapter 10. Um, then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So this was the beginning of his turning point. So he was blind. Uh, He'd been blind for a long time, maybe since birth, I don't think it says, Um, but he was blind. And so that's something that is very difficult. It's something that's especially difficult at that time when you don't have the technology to kind of uh, enable it. Like, Braille wasn't a thing. Um, Movies with description weren't a thing. Like, it's like all of these things. So he was just kind of stuck begging. And so uh, while he's there, he hears that Jesus is coming, and he calls out. He calls out for help. One of the hardest things in our lives, one of the hardest things for teens, one of the hardest things for adults, one of the hardest things for Christians, one of the hardest things for men, one of the hardest things for women, one of the hardest things for everyone is to ask for help when you need it. But it's so important, and it's so important to be able to call out, whether it's to Jesus or to a friend or to a church or to someone that that, that can help you, to be willing to admit, hey, I need help because nobody can do it alone. Um, sometimes you'll hear a lot of people talk about their lives in a way like, yeah, I pulled myself up and I did all this. Everybody has help. Now, some people have, uh, they work really hard and they're able to do a lot by themselves, but everybody has help in some way because we all need to be together, especially as Christians. We work on this together. We grow together. We do things together. And so this blind guy could have been like, ah, Jesus is probably too busy. Like, I'm afraid. What if Jesus doesn't help me? What if Jesus doesn't do this? What if? Uh, he, he says, well, you did this and this. You deserve it. What if he calls me out? What if this? But instead, he's just like, I'm taking a chance. I'm going to trust Jesus. And he calls him out. He asks for help. And that's a major turning point. In your lives, there are going to be a lot of times that you have big decisions, big things that you need to do, big things that you need to figure out, whether it's college or relationship or work or just anything in life where you're going to have these major decisions, these major moments. And sometimes you're going to stress yourselves out and be like, man, I just, I need to figure this out. And I need you to figure this out right now. And you're not going to think I'm going to ask for help. You're not going to think I want to talk to people Um, because we tend to try to do things alone because we're taught to do things alone, not by your parents, but like by society. We're taught to do things on our own and to just be ourselves and all of these things. And absolutely, you should be yourself. But part of being yourself is being confident enough, being open enough to ask for help, to ask for people to give you a chance, to ask for people to be there with you. It's it's important. So recently, uh, I had a lot of car problems. Um, so the week before Thanksgiving, some of you guys know this, some of you don't. Um, essentially, long story short, my transmission exploded. And... Uh, Ford, the dealer, said that it was my engine, which was wrong. Luckily, someone else said it was the transmission, which was right. And so I found out it was very, very expensive. Very, very expensive. More than I had to spend at one time. And so I was really stressed about it. uh, And I was really like, how am I going to do this? But I'm like, it has to be done. I need my car. I'm just going to pray. And the hardest thing I had to do was ask for help. because It's not because I wouldn't have helped anyone else, because I absolutely would have. If anybody came to me and I was able to help, I would try to help them. But when it came to asking for help, I was like, man, I should post a GoFundMe. But what if people think this? What if people say this? What are people gonna say? Are they gonna judge me? Blah, blah, blah. And I had all those thoughts go through my head. And again, if anyone else, if Rob was going through something, and he got in a lot of trouble for the puppy farms and all this stuff, and he's like, I need some help, and he posted a GoFundMe, I'm not gonna think anything bad about it. I'm not. I'm gonna be like, well, Rob's willing to ask for help. But when it's me, I'm like, but I should do better. People are going to be like, you should have more savings. Yeah, I probably should. People are going to be like, well, you should have done this more. Yeah, probably. And probably some people did. But it was a real hard thing for me to hit that post button. And it was kind of embarrassing when people started helping. It was wonderful. And I'm thankful for everybody that did. But it was kind of embarrassing at first. But then I was like, okay, what would God want for me? Like, would God want me to try to do this alone and and not have a car and not be able to get to church and not be able to do this and not be able to do that? Or would he want me to be willing to ask for help, to lower my pride and just be like, hey, I'm like everybody else. Uh, And so I did, and I got a lot of help. I got help from a a lot of people, and I was able to spend my own money too, but I was able to take care of it. Um, And so, again, it was hard, but without other people's help, Nothing. Like, who knows what would have happened. I probably still wouldn't have a car. I'd still be waiting, trying to save up all of these things. And, again, this isn't because I'm special, because I'm not. But it's hard for us sometimes to say, I don't get this class. Teacher, because ne- everybody calls their teacher, teacher. Teacher, I need to have some samples, or I, I need some help. I need to understand this. Or, Mom, Dad, I-, I, just- I don't understand this that's going on. Can you please help me? Can you talk to me? Uh, Pastor, Rob, Carol, whoever. It's so hard sometimes to ask for help, to ask for people to, to just talk to us, to admit that we don't know something, to admit that we need help. And yet part of that turning point, part of that breakthrough, is being willing to admit every single person needs help. Every single person has to learn. Every single person can help each other. And the cool thing is, once you are able to ask people for help, People realize that you don't think you're too big for them to ask you for help. And so that's all part of it. And so this blind guy, he asks Jesus for help. And that's the first step. Next verse. Uh, Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. So this part I cut short because this is the major turning point. So asking for help is huge. And that's kind of the start. But this is where the turning point came. Because other people were like, dude, you don't deserve help. Dude, shut up. You have no business asking Jesus for help. Dude, just grow up and go do your own thing, or whatever they said. And a lot of people would have stopped right there. A lot of people would have been like, "Ah, I'm so embarrassed now. Like, They're right. I can't believe they said this about me. I'm so hurt. And they would have given up. But he only shouted louder. In your lives, a lot of people are going to be lining up to tell you you can't do something. They're going to be lining up to say, Yeah, have you really thought out this career? Yeah, have you really, you sure you can handle college? Yeah, are you sure that you can do this? Are you sure that you can sing? Are you sure that you can play? Are you sure you can do this sport? Are you sure you can get this grade? Are you sure you can do whatever? There's never a shortage of people who want to tear people down. And sometimes it's not necessarily because their desire is to tear you down. Sometimes they just don't think they could do it, and so they think they're helping by being super critical. Uh, A long time ago, a couple churches ago, not in Ohio, um, I had a pastor who every week would, his like helping, his meeting stuff with each staff member, was to have like a checklist of the things you weren't doing right. And then to go over those and say, this is what you're not doing, and this is what you failed at, and this is how you can do better. And that crushed me. And some of the people that helped, but that's how he saw that was not I'm being critical and I'm hurting him. How he saw that is this is what would help me. And so part of helping is understanding, you know, we're helping them based on how they need help, not based on how we would need help. And so this guy, other people are like, dude, just shut up. Just be alone because they're afraid to ask for help. But he pushes through. He has no idea what's going to happen. He's still scared. He's still blind. He's still got people yelling at him now. And yet he pushes through. And that's the turning point. When you realize that you're worth being helped, when you realize that you're worth changing, when you realize that you're worth doing better, when you realize that you're worth people being there for, you're worth that. And this blind guy realized that, and so he pushes, and we go to the next part. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. Very basic. Comes right to it. Comes right to the point. But the cool thing. So Jesus could have done a lot of different things. Jesus was very busy. Jesus knew that he had a limited amount of time on earth. He, it wasn't that, like, he's, I'm going to do everything I can, and hopefully I have enough time. He knew exactly how long he was going to be on earth. And so, again, I think a lot of people uh, in his position would be like, okay, I'm going to help the major people. Like, I'm going to make a big impact. I'm going to start up here and really make people see it and everything else. But that's not what Jesus did. Jesus helped the people that were in front of him. Jesus helped the people that he came to. He helped the people that asked. He helped the people that he could help always. And that's what he sets the example for us. And so the blind guy gets taken to him. And you can imagine him. He's blind and he's scared. And he, he listens to these people say, hey, Jesus wants you. But imagine being blind and somebody's taking you and you've just been yelled at by the crowd. You don't know if it's the disciples or if it's just the people that were yelling at you and they're taking you out of town. And yet he goes with them because he trusts Jesus. Because he's like, this has to be God. I believe this. I took a chance. And God is with me. And God is blessing me. And so he goes. And again, so many times we kind of minimize what we need. Uh, I read this recently, and I'm going to get it wrong because I don't remember the exact wording, Um, but I'm awful at taking compliments. Luckily, I don't get very many, but I'm awful at taking compliments. Like, if somebody says, uh, nice message today, like, it's so hard for me, and, and I will kind of minimize it. I'll be like, ah, I guess, or something like that. You know, like, we do that sometimes. If somebody compliments you, sometimes you minimize it because it's hard. It's kind of weird to get a compliment, and I read this, and I don't even remember where I read it, but... Somebody did that. Like somebody uh, said, "Hey, you know, you did a really good job." And this person was like, "Ah, you know, anybody could have done it, or whatever we say." And then the other person was like, "Listen, I'm going to fill your cup regardless of what you do with it. So it's up to you if you empty it out." And so again, the blind man could have gone to Jesus and been like, ah, "You know, if you got time, and and." If you're able, and if you're willing, and you know, I, I kind of suck, and I did this, and I did that, and, and you know, I, I just, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't ask you, but, uh, you know, maybe could I see, or maybe could I do this, maybe could I just hear a little bit, or something. But what he did was, after he made that decision to keep going, he goes to Jesus, he says, I want to see. He asked for what he actually needed, because he understood that he was worth that to Jesus. Because you are worth that to Jesus, we're all worth that to Jesus, that's why he's here, that's why he brought us here. And then Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. It's such an amazing little story. It's a short paragraph. It's just like six verses. But the guy had so many chances to turn away, to stop asking for help. And the reason I wanted this for the first message of the year is because we're at this position in life where everybody is kind of picking their side. And everybody is kind of going one way or the other and then hating everybody else. This is what my message was about this morning a little bit. And so, as Christians, we have a bunch of choices. One of the choices is we can be just like everybody else. And we can argue and we can hate and we can judge and we can do all of these things. The other choice is that we can do what Jesus did. We can do what this blind guy did. And we can ask for help when we need it. We can help others when they ask. And we can do what we can to understand that you're worth it. The hardest thing in the world for me to understand is that I'm worth it. And if you ask me honestly, honestly, I, I probably would be very difficult for me to say that I am. But I know that I am, and that's very weird to know that you are, but not to necessarily believe that you are. It's a weird thing that humans can do. But I promise you that you're worth it. This guy was a blind beggar. Anybody that came up to him would be like, he's not worth anything. He's not worth anything. He doesn't have a job. He can't see. He can't work. He can't do this. He can't do that. Jesus saw him and saw what he was worth and what he could do, and he gave him that gift. If you ask for help, there are going to be some people that say, no. But the right people, the people that actually care, the people that can actually help you, they will help you. And if people ask you for help, do your best. You may not know everything. There's nothing wrong with saying, I don't know. But do your best to help them, to love them, to show them a better way, to show them who you are, to show them who you serve, to show them that 2022 isn't about COVID and it isn't about school and it isn't about politics and it isn't about any of this. All that stuff's going to happen. But it's about you and me and all of us as Christians doing what this blind guy did and admitting we need help, asking for it, and then taking that gift and using it to help others. Because that's what we can do. And it's so amazing. And you are worth it. You are enough. And you can keep doing this each and every day. So in this series, we're going to talk about this, the different turning points. And you're going to think about your own turning points and how you can do better and how you can learn. And, and one, the adults can tell you that over time you have a lot of different points that could be considered turning points. And sometimes, and this is weird, you don't realize until later when you look back. But if you're doing your best to follow Jesus and you're doing your best to to just be your best, then you're going to find that you have the right people there to help you and then that you are the right people to help other people. That's all I got.